The Gospel reading for this Palm Sunday is from John chapter 12. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it as it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb, raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people... They had heard that he had given this miraculous sign. They went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. This is the gospel of the Lord. May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message comes from our gospel reading. Let us pray. Hosanna, Lord Jesus, come and save us. Bless us this day as we walk with you to the cross this week. Help us to know your love and your sacrifice for us on the cross. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. In our reading today, we heard, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. This is our text. It was back in 2011 that the Queen of England visited Australia on an 11 day tour. As you can imagine, wherever she went, there were a great number of people who turned out to see her and to welcome her. Even if you're not enamored with the British monarchy, you could not help but sense the affection uh, demonstrated for her. Uh, people were wondering uh, that a if a woman at the, at the time in her 80s should have gone on such a trip with this grueling schedule. The crowds appreciated her traveling so far. Certainly, there were the formal moments when the military snapped to attention and dignitaries surrounded her. But by far, the most memorable moments were her walks among the crowds of people. They were cheering, clapping, waving flags, holding flowers. They were presenting to her gifts at every opportunity. Those moments of stopping and chatting with the children and disabled, in fact, anyone along the way. With the wonders of modern technology, even people at home could be right there in the crowd as they watched their TV and reporters gave them moment-by-moment -moment commentary of what was happening. You know, visits by important people are interesting, aren't they? I found out recently that on November 6, 1935, the well-known pilot, Amelia Earhart, made her way to the town of Kankakee, Illinois. She spoke to the members of the city's business and professional women's club, and following the banquet, Miss Earhart and the club members made a short journey to the Kankakee Armory, on Indiana Avenue, north of Court Street, where a crowd of almost 2,000 had gathered to listen to her speak. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, if, if the TV crowds and reporters in Jesus' day 
I wonder what they would have made of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem on what we call Palm Sunday. Would they have even bothered to cover the event? After all, for some, this was just some wandering rabbi coming to town and his followers were stirring up a bit of welcome. There's nothing grand about this parade. A man on a donkey, how ordinary is that? Not very impressive, especially where donkeys were so common there. And it's not like the whole city of Jerusalem turned out to welcome this man from Nazareth. Uh, the Romans, they, they didn't care. Church leaders ignored him. People, the locals even had to ask, who is this man? You know, a thousand years from now, who will remember the Queen's visit to Australia? I don't know. Will history recall the time Amelia Earhart visited the little town at Kankakee, Illinois? Who knows? But I know this. For every year, for almost 2,000 years, we have remembered and celebrated Jesus' last visit to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. All around the world today, people in churches are celebrating Jesus riding in like a conquering king on the back of a donkey to the shouts of Hosanna and the waving of palm branches. Now, why is this event so important that it is recorded in all four of the Gospels? I'm going to answer that question about the significance and importance of Palm Sunday by noting that in John's Gospel, it's recorded that the people took palm branches and went out to meet him. Now, why does John specifically mention palm branches? Because the other Gospels just say branches were cut down and waved and laid on the road. Maybe the other writers assumed a certain knowledge of what kind of trees were around at the time. And John wrote later, uh, uh, needed to be more specific to make a point. But, but you know, John being John, usually has a reason for why he adds information that the others don't. And, and this is no different. You see, the leaves of Palm Sunday have a connection with the past and a connection with the future. First, let's look to the past. A special festival date was the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. The people of Israel would acknowledge their sin had severely affected their lives and especially their relationship with God and with one another. The high priest would bring in two goats. One they would sacrifice and the other he would place his hands upon it and he placed the sins of the people upon this goat and then they would drive it out into the desert taking with it all the evil of the people. Then they would celebrate. They would celebrate the Feast of Tents and remember how God brought them through the desert where they lived for 40 years in tents. This remembering was a time of great celebration and thanksgiving. In Leviticus, God says, On that day, take some of uh, the best fruits from your trees. Take palm branches and limbs from leafy trees, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. The people wave palm branches in much the same way as we wave flags and banners as they celebrated God's goodness and grace toward them. You know, we even see this illustrated in the great temple of Jerusalem. It was decorated with palms and palm fronds. It was carved into the pillars and covered with gold. Palms came to symbolize a lot of things. It symbolized the, the strength, the victory, the ability to overcome all things, the deliverance, the forgiveness, and the renewal that, that only comes from God. The temple was a place where God and his people met together, where sins were forgiven and where people came to celebrate the goodness of God. Palm branches were a connection to the past, but they were also a connection to the future. Let's look ahead in time. We're taken to a time and place 
where people gather around God in glory, were transported to heaven. And given a glimpse of what is happening there, St. John, in his writing to the book, of, the book of Revelation, he writes, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The Lamb is Jesus. The people gathered around him, that's you and me and all those who've been given the victory over sin and death through trusting in Jesus. In that place and at that time, we have something to shout about as we wave palm branches of victory. Jesus is the one who enables you and me to come through the trials, the troubles, and the failings of this life. Jesus is our Savior, and he's worthy of our praise and thanks. So then we come to Palm Sunday, and you can see why the Gospel writer John wants to especially emphasize palms were used to welcome Jesus into Jerusalem. We heard the crowd took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, and the word there is to shout and keep on shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Palm branches, the symbol of deliverance and forgiveness, redemption, renewal, victory, and rejoicing were waved like flags, and they were laid on the Palm Sunday road down the Mount of Olives. They welcomed him as the king of Israel, the, the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the one who has come once and for all to save his people. They shouted Hosanna, which means, Lord, save us, save us now. But by the end of the week, the crowds would be crying out, crucify him, crucify him. Jesus came to Jerusalem to save, but not in the way that people expected. He became like the sacrificial goat that was driven out into the desert. Upon him, all our sin was laid. There's no sin in your life or mine that is greater than God's love for us. Listen to me. There is no sin in your life or mine that is stronger than Jesus' passion for us as he carried that cross through Jerusalem. And when he was crucified and died for us, the palm frond, the palm branch, has become a symbol of our redemption, a symbol of our forgiveness and deliverance from sin, death, and the power of the devil. The palm frond is a symbol that points us to the victory that Jesus gained for us through his death and resurrection. In fact, the palm branch is a reminder that one day we too shall gather around the throne of God in heaven. And as John tells us, we will shout amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever, amen. So today and in the days ahead, especially during Holy Week and Easter, the palm branches point us to the place of sacrifice, to the cross where Jesus gives his life. But here, on this altar today, we also see bread and wine, which in some mysterious way, according to God's word and promise, is also the same body and blood of Jesus that was shed and given for us on the cross. It is God's way of enabling you and me to be there, 
to be there with the crowds on that first Palm Sunday and Good Friday and with the disciples on Easter Day. It's God's way of letting you and me share in the victory that Jesus has won for us and for all people. As we come to the Lord's table today, as we eat and drink, it is as if we're saying with the people of Jerusalem, Hosanna, Lord, save us. It is as if we're saying with the mob, crucify him, crucify him. As we eat and drink, it is as if we have a hammer in our hands and our sin is driving in the nails. It is as if Jesus is saying to you and me, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Truly, you'll be with me this day in paradise. It is as if we are seeing the resurrected Jesus with our own eyes and saying along with Thomas, my Lord and my God. So today, when you come forward for communion, do so with a sense of victory. If you have a palm branch or a palm cross that I'd made, bring it with you. In this way, you have the opportunity to join with those in the past and those gathered around the throne of the Lamb today and celebrate the forgiveness, the renewal, the victory that God is again giving you through the body and blood of his Son in the sacrament. These are palms of praise, my friends. Be refreshed and revived and renewed and celebrate God's grace as you eat and drink. Look forward to that day when we shall gather around his table in heaven. And right now, let the love and grace of Jesus fill you and overflow into everything you say and do in every part of your life. May we carry these palm branches of praise into eternity. May our shouts be the shouts of God's people for all eternity. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.